so all right here we go again so next up joining me i have got hattie who is the manager of king's cross shelter she runs the charity shop and she's also brought her best picks in today for us and then we have katie who is a secondhand stylist and can find all those vintage vintage one-off pieces and then we've got Mathilde from Blanc which is a natural dry cleaners as well so Mathilde my first question is for you it's November now I can't quite believe that we're talking about Christmas sorry um but our party pieces have been in our wardrobe since last year what should we be doing with them to get ready for the party season so I think it depends on what kind of pieces we're talking about um if they're in a good if they've been stored properly which you know i hope they have just taking them out and airing them and probably steaming them lightly might be enough but if they haven't been stored properly if there's a you know strong crease that you can't really get out it might be a good idea to um entrust it to a professional to start with um and i think um I don't know if I'm jumping the gun already a little bit, but I think the most important thing is what you also do after, mm-hmm. um, after the party that you've been to. And um, the the key thing being to deal with any kind of accidents or stains that might have been happening very quickly afterwards, because the longer you leave um, a stain end, the harder it is for anyone who tries to remove it to um, take it off. So if there's something from last year, you want to take it in. If it's something fresh that you know what it is and you know you're quite confident that you know how to remove it, then by all means um, do it yourself because there's quite a lot of you know blogs out there on the internet that will tell you what to do with fairly common stains and there's quite a lot you can do by simply using stain removers and a little bit of elbow grease. But if you don't know, don't try it because you might make things a lot worse. Yeah, I learned that when we did our podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you've kind of answered my next question a bit, the kind of aftercare, like we want to put it away for next year. What is storing it properly for those of us that don't know? Yeah, so again, it depends on the piece that you're talking about because if you're talking about structured pieces, you don't want to be folding it because that might just create creases in places that, you know, they don't belong. Um, so if you're talking about coats and things that, you know, n- naturally should hang, um, one idea might be to invest in a portable wardrobe that you can, you know, if you have space in your attic, for instance, and suit covers in order to protect them from um, moths. It's really important to keep um, your pieces away from light and as dry as you possibly can. Mm. Um, so it's either hanging if they need to be hung or you can fold them neatly, but it's also keeping them away from moth mainly, which is what it was really the worst that can happen while they're being stored away. Um, so keeping them in a dry and cool and um, sort of dark place where moth can breed. Um, having storage bags so there's very handy zip bags that you can have if that's something like your cashmere's or your woolens or things that could um you know get um damaged by moth over the period that you're storing them having some natural cedar is a really good natural cedar product that deters moth so having some natural um products in there in order to make sure that they don't get damaged um and just again yeah keeping them away stored properly and not just stuffed in a corner somewhere yeah i'm definitely guilty of that <laughs> um hattie oh sorry oh god hello <laughs> so i love the idea of charity shop shopping yeah but i get in and i probably i walk out about five minutes later okay so this question is actually for both of you how what do you look for in charity shops and how do you find those those pieces those one-off pieces okay okay well 
Um, I guess, I'm not going to lie, it is more work than walking into sort of Mango or Zara or somewhere like that. Then you, If you accept that from when you walk in, then you kind of make it more enjoyable experience and you kind of throw the rule book out the window and kind of loosen up. Um, so you kind of have to leave that at the door. Like it is going to be a little bit more effort. But I think my probably my top three tips would be uh go round and you just take anything you you think looks great like your color like a color you're attracted to something that's a bit kind of different or or if you're into that or maybe just like black or you're kind of just something that you know you you feel safe with or something that stands out just go mad take it all um i would say potentially uh just steering away from shopping by size and kind of freeing yourself up a little bit more. Um, the second tip I would say is, um, so a lot of people that go into charity shops assume that kind of volunteers a lot of the time just kind of sit behind the till and aren't very interactive, but they are there to help. So you do, you know, they're there like shop assistants. So you can ask them and they will help. And, um, you know, we have lots of people that come in and say, oh God, I'm looking for this. But, you know, and we know the shop like the back of our hands because we steam everything, we sort everything. So we can go and gather those for you. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, like use the staff. Um, and the third one, I guess, you kind of maybe just like looking up high down low getting really stuck in oh and taking a friend as well is always really great because you can have a bit of a laugh in the changing rooms you can like relax a little bit more and it's less serious yeah um so I guess when I go I don't go with anything specific in mind very Mm. often but everyone's different uh so really completely go with an open mind on what I might find but completely agree with Hattie in that try as much on as possible because you're not going to know how sizing is going to come up um unless you come across typical high street brands where you already know your sizing but particularly on the vintage side um it comes up completely different it's a lot smaller generally um so you really would need to try pretty much everything on that you're you're drawn to as she says um think about the areas that you're going to as well so if you're looking for quite a party piece or something a bit designer something a bit special for a wedding or occasion you might want to go to uh sort of notting hill area st john's wood uh, more of the affluent areas where you're going to pick up something more designer or you've now also got um charities like um trying to think well shelter have shelter boutique also save the children have uh, mary's living and giving where they actually have specific stores that are based more on designer garments Mm. um so really think about what you're looking for if you have got something specific in mind and maybe think about which area to hit based on that of course we actually get a lot of people a lot more people now altering and i think to go back to size i think if you found a trim like an amazing piece that you know may not fit you exactly um i think it's still a better deal and a better thing to do to actually go and buy it vintage and have it altered um a tiny bit you know the waist tightened or like you know length of um trousers um adjusted because actually it will work out cheaper anyway mm. um it still gives a second life to that or third or fourth life to that garment mm-hmm. and it's just better all around yeah yeah and um, often better quality as well and, and yeah. yeah oh definitely um i'd also say the men's section and the kids section sometimes as well because you just don't know how things are going to come up but definitely the men's for me yeah 
Yeah. Men's shirt right here. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if you don't have time to get it altered, Katie, do you have any tips for us of how we can like create the impression of a good fit? Um, yeah, I guess, um, well, belts, cinching things in with a belt, um, high-waisted items. So you can tuck items like shirts that are too long, like a men's shirt, for example, in so you wouldn't notice. Um and then you've got good old wonder web for things like altering, you know, your trousers, things like that. So there are, yeah, yeah. can't think of anything else. Can you? No, I think yeah. that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah. Safety pins for a quick fix. Safety yeah, pins, I guess. <laughs> yeah, brooches. Brooches is always a good one. Adds a bit of embellishment as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you've got a button missing, you could always use a brooch. There's iron-on um, things that you can, you know, iron-on. It doesn't last very long, yeah. but, you know, you can always press it and kind of make it stick together for trousers and it will do the trick for one night. Yeah, that's a good tip. Um, so how do those tips of, like, shopping um, secondhand, how do they relate to shopping online? Because obviously we've got a lot, you, you can get find a lot through eBay and Depop now, but how do you think those tips kind of translate to that? I would say that um as with charity shops which people don't really as often obviously you uh can you can send things back but also um i use um a lot of online secondhand shopping apps so i have used um by rotation which is actually like a rental rental kind of um app and on there you can kind of create a favorites list and something like that so they're really helpful because you can just zoom through um click on the things you like and then you've got this kind of almost like a mood board of things that you kind of colors and um styles that you like and that's that's really great and that's a real kind of um makes it more enjoyable but also um yeah it gives you kind of a shortcut to to finding what you like uh when you're shop when you're in the shopping process so they're probably my two tips Mm. Um, if I'm honest I'm quite old school I tend to buy in person but I have just started um, dabbling a bit more into that but I tend to buy off Instagram sellers so they may also have their own website or be on Etsy but you've also got a relationship with them on Instagram yeah so you 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 know you can have that instant messaging where you can ask them a bit more about length and they don't mind sending you measurements so it's just getting a bit like Hattie said with the relationship in store with the volunteers and store managers it's the same same situation where you build up that relationship and they're happy to send you loads of pictures and different measurements for me it's it's quite personal but actually what you were saying about some people feeling overwhelmed when they're coming into a charity shop that's the feeling I get when I go into Zara's and Mango's actually I, I find the whole experience of shopping in such large places quite overwhelming and I think what I found is and I think what's also something that's been part of my journey has been to kind of narrow down what my style actually is as opposed to kind of following fashion which makes it a lot easier to go th- to either physical places or even online places because you can search and you know exactly what kind of things actually fit you. So it may be a bit less original, but I think you can always jazz it up with accessories as well um, and really kind of use that and, you know, also kind of cut through the kind of overwhelming like amount of stuff that's out there and kind of have conversations with people in store or go straight to the sellers either on Instagram or on the platforms. And just to add as well, this it is it's overwhelming to have all that option but it is it's so amazing because you know obviously I mean I d- I'm preaching probably to mostly the converted here but like you know you, you have this wide range of 
sizes you mm. have this wide range of um styles and and it's, it's going to make you much braver and much more um you know it's often cheaper so you're going to be able to completely go out your comfort zone if you want and so th- i think um embracing that kind of massive selection online and 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 in shops um is, is definitely worthwhile mm. so kind of following on from that how do you think we can encourage more people to shop secondhand well i I think there's a massive movement at the moment. For, so, for example, my shop, uh, Boutique by Shelter, is in the Cold Drops Yard in King's Cross, um, which is a sort of, well, it's a shopping centre, basically, um, which is kind of a rare thing nowadays. Um, but it has sort of ethical shopping and eco-friendly shopping at its heart. All of the shops that are invested have that ethos. Um, and they, um, you know, they recognise that a charity shop needed to be part of that new way of shopping. Um, and they sort of asked us to be part of that. So, um, so charity shop shopping is becoming more chic, I guess, is sort of like a, a sort of uh, way of saying it, but, um, you know, more fashionable, more um, accessible, um and so getting it into kind of the mainstream getting it into the new wave of thinking um you know doing events like this um spreading the word uh using instagram online platforms um and i think it really is there's definitely a shift it's it's 100 percent changing um so just keep putting that message out there I think that's one of the things we're really quite passionate at doing in, in our company is really changing the conversation. And it goes all the way back to changing the fact that a lot of people associate status or success with, I can actually afford to buy something new, mm. when actually success or happiness or all of that shouldn't have anything to do with either buying or buying something new. First of all, as we've you know heard before, it could be buying something that's already been, you know, um, worn or used before and it can be swapping there doesn't need to be buying necessarily there can be lots of other ways to kind of enjoy something new in your life and to you know express your creativity so i think the conversation in general has in in terms of consumerism has got to change and it's got to be you know it's it's the brand's responsibilities to kind of get that content out there and you know have conversations and kind of put out the message that you know and there we need to make things last yeah longer mm. um, I think for me it's difficult to get my head around why you wouldn't shop secondhand or vintage um, and probably much like a lot of people here but my mum for example doesn't shop secondhand or as a general rule so um, as an example she came to visit me and I took her up to Muswell Hill and I think it's just about actually getting your friends and family out doing it as a bit of a fun thing some of them don't think it's them um, others are just a bit nervous around doing it so like you said get your friends involved and make a day of it um, but I took my mum up to Muswell Hill bit of lunch bit of coffee she wanted to go in the white stuff and the usual lovely shops up there then I dragged her into cancer research and she found a beautiful secondhand dress which was from the white stuff originally yeah. and since then she is now definitely much more open to it so I think it's just kind of getting these people in and involved in it a bit more making it fun yeah definitely I think for me personally it's sometimes a bit of a time thing as well because it does take a little bit longer Mm. to find what you're looking for doesn't it um so obviously Christmas and the kind of whole festive season is a time of year where we um have parties to go to New Year's Eve Christmas jumper day or work some companies do that um so how can we avoid that pressure of oh my goodness I need a Christmas jumper by tomorrow and dash out to a fast fashion store 
Oh, I think that's that's the failing, isn't it? That is a really tricky one. And actually, we were talking about this earlier because that's basically my life is just <laughs> running around being last minute. Um, and I think that is so classic and completely normal for someone to sort of fall at that last hurdle and be like, oh, damn it, I've just got to get something really quickly. Um, I think... Um, having your old favorites like your old your spots that you go to so knowing which charity shops are good for that kind of thing or which charity shops suit your style or what your needs because once you've done those circuits once you've been up Muswell Hill with your mum like you do begin to kind of know which shops suit your style and and they get you know we get the same donors so often you'll kind of go into a shop and you'll immediately know um whether you like something and that that kind of style will be there next week or um you know there's a bag there and then the rest of the shop has got similar things because it's the same donor um so you kind of get to know the patterns the more you do it so i think um if you were after a christmas jumper then uh probably crouch end that would be a really good place to go and um, we've got shelter crouch end there and that's a really jumbly one with kind of lots of jumpers and that kind of vibe and you do just get to know so i think the more you do it um the more you kind of you kind of are like and um obviously if you're at work and you need to get something really quick there's going to be a charity shop near you for sure it's just about knowing where they are and kind of um developing that knowledge the more you do it i think um we also talked about thinking about what you've already got in your wardrobe so you're kind of almost you're panicking about something to buy so you might rush into it but just try and take a step back and think about what else have I got that that goes with how often am I I actually going to wear that even when it is secondhand I think there is still that buzz of of having something all the time and and wanting something different to wear each event so whether you maybe just end up getting a nice piece of key jewelry to go with something you've already got rather than a whole outfit yeah that was another thing and that was another thing i wanted to ask you as well obviously the most sustainable item is the item we already own so um i was wondering how we could make our our kind of all year round pieces a bit more festive yeah i mean it would for me it would definitely be jewelry um belts embellishment maybe a brooch or something um hattie's got a beautiful pearl clutch bag something like that would be perfect this time of year um, I, I do love this whole because I am quite guilty of, although everything I buy is secondhand or vintage, I do buy quite a bit of it because I do like having something different to wear. So I still have that mindset of wanting something new in mm-hmm. that way. Um, so for me, what's been really interesting at the minute is seeing people rework their existing wardrobes. And I think for me, um, having moved flats not so long ago, the best way of me doing it is actually having a complete overhaul of my wardrobe when it comes to like the season change, because then you suddenly see all these things that you've forgotten that you've had in your wardrobe that are actually already there and you can rework them in a totally new way. I mean, I don't have much to add. I think you mm-hmm. really need to take a good look at your wardrobe and what you already own. You can repurpose things quite easily as well, actually. You can either, you know, people can, some people can still do things themselves. And if you can't, you can, you know, we've, we've done some crazy amazing things by putting two jackets together or adding embellishments, you know, adding a belt and sewing something on. And I think if you've got the creativity, um, you can use two pieces that you've never, you know, never worn or haven't worn very much and, you know, put them together to do something really great. So I think 
take a look at what you have already. If it's a Christmas jumper, you can make one very easily. And you actually have the same conversation every year. So I think you probably do have one lying around mm -hmm. at the back of your wardrobe. So it's about kind of knowing what's there and, um, you know, again, storing them so that you can use them at the, the one day of the year when you need to take out this, this Christmas jumper again. Yeah. And also, just quickly to add, um, I'm actually not very good at styling at all. Like, I always admire you for, for styling stuff up. And I get um, a lot of just inspiration from lookbooks and, and Pinterest. And like, it is so basic, but um, we do a sort of hashtag on Instagram called Style for Shelter. And we get people to come in and, and style up these outfits in three different ways. And I'm always so surprised at how they can bring them back to life. And I think styling is definitely key. And if you don't have that natural flair for styling, like, like Kate, um, you know, just get like a Pinterest board or um, go on the Vogue website or, you know, just ha have a proper look round at, at just pictures and just pictures of people wearing clothes and fashion and, and, and get it that way. And there's, you know, that's, that's how I do it anyway. <laughs> and that's a very good tip because chances are you will have two out of the three items exactly. on that picture. You yes. just wouldn't have thought of putting them together actually. Yeah. So it's a really good tip actually. Mm, yeah, definitely agree. It's a good tip. Um, so the party season is over. Um, and in our last panel, we talked a little bit about unwanted items ending up in landfill. So what can we do with the Christmas jumper that we wore once or the party dress that we spilled red wine down or um, the suit that we maybe only need to wear this time of year? What can we do with it if either we want to keep it or we don't want it? Like, what are our options? Well, if we don't want it, then it's it's to the charity shops, of course. Uh, and I am a bit of a believer in giving back into charity shops. I, I do do that a lot um, as well as shopping because I think the karma charity shops look after me then and I'll find a gem if I'm giving back into them. <laughs> so definitely giving it back. That's a great way of looking at it. I swap a lot. I am lucky to have lots of sisters and a mother. So I guess that start, starts there. But I think, you know, I, you know, swap with your friends. I think um, it's quite refreshing to kind of be able to either borrow or get something quite new actually often in really good um good, of good quality and good um, states that you've been able to swap from so i think it goes back to what some someone was saying before on the when you don't like a gift you've been given mm. give it to someone you think would really enjoy it i think if you are bored of something you've had in your wardrobe try to think of someone who actually might wear it and would actually think this is a good fit for them because i think that's going to make them happy and then obviously i completely agree charity shops and find the right ones as well so um they don't have too much work like just don't dump everything on them try to kind of find the right ones yeah yeah I do agree with that completely I would say um that um charity shops can really repurpose li literally anything I think people I mean obviously thinking about what you give to a charity shop is something that we encourage people to do because we want to sell the item to make money for charity um but I personally and my shop personally will honestly take anything because we know that it will just go in the in the bin and we can do things like uh we can upcycle uh things with holes in we've got volunteers who sew we can do we do upcycling projects workshops and obviously yeah you can and you but you can also you know just give us like your rag scraps we can we can send them off to textile recycling and we get money per kilo for that um even brick bric-a-brac crockery that kind of thing we get money for that um you know there are certain things like videotapes and plastic toys which is just, just you can't do anything with but 
chance your hand because you know it's better than throwing it in the bin and I would happily take it and make a bit of money like a couple of pence it's all going to charity so don't be put off if you spilt red wine and you don't know what to do with your dress um and you can't get it cleaned but yeah yeah that's completely fine with me great thank you well thank you for sharing your tips with us um does anyone in the audience have any questions about clothing fashion party season no do either any of you have anything else you'd like to add oh sorry we have a question over there yes it's called by rotation it's really cool so you sign up and it's sort of like you'll have it's not through a company it's kind of you put your stuff on the app and then people will ask to loan it and then you can meet up with that person or you can send it through the post and it's and you get amazing stuff you know you get your your designer designer like gucci that kind of stuff and you'll pay sort of maybe 30 pounds a day for a big gucci dress to five pounds for you know like a, a lower you know but it's always kind of much higher end things that potentially you maybe you can afford yourself but it's really great and really handy because you could just scroll through and there are loads of platforms for lending as well um like her collective um on loan they do a sort of personal stylist thing as well so yeah worth checking out yeah great thanks for sharing that tip <laughs> Um, so I feel very strongly about this. Um, I studied fashion and I think if we all knew how to make our own clothes, we would um, realise the value of them and we wouldn't pay high street prices for them. Um, but anyone have anything to add? I have no skills in that area, but I was just speaking to one of the girls from Swap Rebellion and we were saying um, about workshops and things and I need to get involved in one of yours for that for sure, definitely. And And I think... I feel very strongly that we've lost the art of taking care of them and mending them. And I think if not anyone, not everyone is going to be able to make their own clothes, even though that's great. And I think that should be encouraged, but everyone should be able to do the basics to take care of them because very often we just, you know, crack a button and think, ah, can't sew a button back. Let's just check that out. And I think, you know, not everyone is going to be able to afford, you know, alteration services or, or to take it to a professional or even have the time to take it to a professional but the reality is we should really try to kind of learn the basics because um, there is no reason to check something out because it's there's a tiny hole in it or um, you know the seam has got gotten on and done or a button has gotten broken I think that's really not a valid reason for throwing something away that you like and that should last a lot longer yeah, definitely I just always end up just wearing the item without the button. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm such a workshop. We need to yeah. go workshop. <laughs> um, there are, you can find like anything on YouTube and yeah. like how to sew a button on, how to roll to your trousers. I'm, I'm very sure you can find that on there. So, yeah. Anyone else? Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much to our lovely panel. Thank and thank you very much, everyone. Thank you.